0: everyone. How's it going? <clears throat> it is Monday morning. Almost the last Monday of the year. Last Tuesday, last Wednesday, last Thursday, last Friday. is coming up. Anyways, let's jump into this. Um, over the weekend, I started reading the uh, actual autobiography testimony of John Bunyan, and uh, I found that so that the Pilgrim's Progress isn't just a gospel story; it is really um, a lot of what John Bunyan actually went through in his personal testimony. Um, and so it's it's very interesting because he writes the second the second uh, part of Pilgrim's Progress is his wife as his wife's um, story of salvation, and it's completely different. And so I think that's very interesting. But there's a lot of uh, great lessons to be learned across uh, across both books. Um, But he starts off his uh, the book called is called um, Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners, and it's he he basically prefaces the book with, "Hey, this is my story, but it doesn't have to be yours." Uh, The way he god wins certain people doesn't it's obviously not going to be the same way he wins everybody um, but uh, when you have a conversation with somebody and i guess the question comes up well where do we begin how, how does the conversation start and i love the fact he starts one conversation and it's like, well uh, how did god begin with you and that's that's the uh that's kind of what um, what's going on in this story is is basically him sharing what what God did in his life, and I I hope um, in our personal lives we're able to uh, share uh, often uh, with uh, those around us what God has done and what He is doing in our lives. Um, so I I know sometimes it can get to the point to where it's like, hey, isn't it? A little too much at this point. Can we just uh, lay off on the spiritual talk? I don't know. I I think I think there is um. There's something to be said. Uh, I heard someone say fellowship is really. It's not just spending time together. Fellowship is spending time together uh, to discuss God, really. So, and I, I think I think that's something we need to keep in mind. See, I just want to make sure everything's running live here. Alrighty. So we're going to pick up uh, where we left off as we uh, normally do. But uh, we are going to be looking at, let's see here, at this, at the beginning of chapter 7. Beginning of chapter 7. And at this point, Christian has... Had the burden that was on his back, it's been removed from off of his shoulders. He's met a few people already along the way, um, but now he's at the foot of a hill called Difficulty, um, the bottom at which there was a spring. So just get if you this pic. This story is very picturesque, and um, we have to remember the person writing this grew up in a very bleak uh, city side. Uh, there was no mountains, streams, oceans, uh, no, no real, nothing really to stimulate the imagination, if you will. And yet he writes with the, the story that he writes from a cell, not being able to see really anything. He gives these beautiful pictures. Um, some, That's something that I came to appreciate as I read his autobiography. This story was written in a cell after, I think, six years. He was in there a total of 11 years. After six years, he writes this without seeing all the the imagery that he describes here is is quite it's quite incredible. So, anyways, uh, we're gonna go ahead and start there in chapter seven. It says, "There was also in the same place two other ways besides that which came straight from the gate, one turned to the left hand, and other, and the other to the right, and the bot at the bottom of the hill, but the narrow way." Lay right up the hill. and the name of the going up the side of the hill is called difficulty. Christian now went to the spring thereof and drank thereof to refresh himself. And then he began to go up the hill saying, This hill though high, I covet to ascend. The difficulty will not me offend. For I perceive the way to life is here. Come, pluck up heart. Let's neither faint nor fear. Better though difficulty Better, though difficult, the right way to go, than wrong, though easy, where the end is woe. So we have a uh, a couple notes here. One is a reference to Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 10. So I did find out the other day that uh, there was 11 revisions, I believe, to Pilgrim's Progress during John Bunyan's life. Uh, So he made the revisions himself And I know the very first. I found out the very first revision, first edition of Pilgrim's Progress had all of these scripture references in here, and then, uh, but they weren't always correct. So I noticed that a a few um, episodes ago, where I was trying to find a a scripture reference and it wasn't the right reference. Well, that is um, due to. A lot of the people who published some uh, different versions or different editions uh, decided to take these out. Um, but I, I appreciate that these are still here sometimes. Like I said, they're not, um, the scripture references aren't correct. But we're just going to go ahead and reference them as much as possible. Uh, hey, Abner, uh, the website link doesn't seem to be working. Is it correct? TheChristianPodcast.com. I believe so. Let me just click on it. Yeah, look at that. Check to see if there is a Huh. So this is a live show for those of you who are listening to the podcast. I have someone here saying that the Look at that. Well, sorry about that. Um, I'm going to figure out what's going on. It normally uh, is working. I should have checked that before I started this morning. But I'll I'll get that um, fixed and, and upload a uh, either fix the link or upload a new link um, in the comments, Abner, for you. Hey, it's good to know you're listening, man. Hope you're doing well. Isaiah chapter uh, 60, 69. I'm sorry. Isaiah 69, verse 10. Isaiah 69 and verse 10. Okay, there isn't one. So, yeah, that is definitely a 69. Let's try 66 and verse 10. Let's see here. Rejoice ye with Jerusalem, and be glad with her, all ye that love her, and rejoice for joy with her, all ye that mourn for her. Hmm. I'm not sure if that's right. Isaiah? No, 49. The These Roman numerals get me. <laughs> these Roman numerals definitely get me. Romans. Uh, Roman numerals uh, were easy when it's just a single letter, but there's four letters here XLIX. So, that, yeah, that would be 49. 49, 10. Here we go. They shall neither, uh, we'll start in verse 9. That thou mayest say to the prisoners, Go forth to them that are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed in the ways, and their pasture shall be in all high places. They shall uh, not hunger nor thirst, neither shall heat nor sun smite them. For he that hath mercy on them shall lead them, even by the springs of water shall he guide them. This is a uh, this is a beautiful uh, picture here. The the spring at the bottom of this hill is is referencing, and this is a few scriptures that reference God's provision, but this one specifically, Isaiah has. There's a promise being given, and he talks about these believers that they shall neither hunger nor thirst. And here we have. Christian here about to go through a very difficult time in his life, and before he goes in, there's a he has this period of refreshment, a time to drink and refresh himself. Uh, we have a note after this song that Christian sings. It says, "Depend on a depend upon it, pilgrim, some great blessing is at hand when thou hast some great difficulty to grapple with and to overcome." That is so true. And this is a great encouraging. This is funny that the author is encouraging the character in his story. (laughs) But um that that is so true. We we go through the a difficult time and we forget that every difficult time that we're faced with, we know that if we tackle this difficulty. There is going to be a reward, a blessing on the other side, and that something to that fact is there to encourage us uh, as we as we struggle. So uh, it says here: the other two also came to the foot of the hill. And so, when when Christian uh, approaches this hill, he's not alone. He has actually two friends that have. Um, that he's met along the way, and their name was Formalist and Hypocrisy. And so they get to the bottom of the hill, but when they saw that the hill was steep and high, and that there were two other ways to go, and supposing also that these two ways might meet again with that up which Christian went on the other side of the hill, therefore they resolved to go in those ways. Now the name of one of those ways was danger, and the name of the other, destruction. So the one took the way which is called danger, which led him led him into a great wood, and the other took directly up the way to destruction, which led him into a wide field of dark mountains, where he stumbled and fell and rose no more. We have a note here from the author. He says, "Formalists and hypocrites, as they come easy into the way of prof- come easy into the way of profession, without any convictions of sin." to cause them to flee to Christ the wicked gate so they find the easiest path the easiest path to flesh and blood and perish in the end so interestingly formalist and hypocrisy in this story did not come through the gate uh, as christian comes through the gate and he he's relieved of his burden at the foot of the cross uh, he me- he sees these two men jump over the wall <laughs> and uh, meet up with him on this on this way And so they're living like he does, going along the straight and narrow. But as soon as there is a difficulty and temptation, they fall away to this because they did not come in to this way through Christ, the wicked gate. And so this is a sign, a a warning to people who live this way. So it says here, I looked then after Christians to see him go up the hill where I perceived he fell from running to going and from going to clambering upon his hands and his knees because of the steepness of the place. Now upon the midway to the top of the hill was a pleasant arbor made by the Lord of the hill for the refreshment of weary travelers. Thither, therefore, Christian got where also he sat down to rest. Then he pulled his roll out of his bosom and read therein to begin afresh, to take a review of the coat or garment that was given him as he stood by the cross thus pleasing himself a while he at last fell into a slumber and thence into a fast sleep which detained him in that place until it was almost night and in his hand his roll fell out of his and in his sleep his roll fell out of his hand now as he was sleeping there came to one there came one to him forgive me i'm having struggling reading now, as he was sleeping, there came one to him and awakened him, saying, "Go to the ant, thou sluggard! Consider her ways and be wise." And with that, Christian suddenly started up and sped on his way, and went apace till he came to the top of the hill. We have a a note to that reference, uh, Proverbs, uh, chapter six and verse six. I believe that's a word for word uh, reference there. Let me just make sure. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 6 says, Go to the Anthos luggard, consider her ways, and be wise. We have the Holy Spirit <laughs> coming to Christian in his sleep, say, dropping some scripture on him. It says, We have a note here. It says, Happy for Christian that he did not fall into the dreams of his own sinless perfection, as so as to take up with a fool's paradise, nor get into antinomian notions so as to sleep in a false security without his role the best of blessings even spiritual comforts from God of grace are through the infection of our nature liable to be abused so as to cause us to sleep when we should be active and diligent in the running the heavenly race looking unto Jesus I know what antinomian means I can't remember off the top of my head Antinomian. Say one thing: this book has made me look up more words than anything else, more scripture than any other <laughs> book outside of the Bible. Antinomianism is any view which rejects laws or legalism and argues against moral, religious, and social norms, or at least is, or is at least considered to do so. The term has both religious and secular meaning, meanings. Antinomian relating to the view that Christians are released by grace from the obligation of observing moral law. Okay. Okay, so that's beginning to make more sense now. So, he says, so there's some doctrine being taught here, some doctrine being shared, some teaching. He says, happy for Christian that he did not fall into the dreams of his own sinless perfection, so, as to take up with the fool's paradise, nor get into antinomian notions, so as to sleep in a false security without his role. So, this role is still uh, the law, I'm assuming. Uh, I'd, I'd have to look into this a little bit read, as we read more. I know he was given this role to comfort him along this journey. And I know he had, uh, this might even be a picture of the New Testament. Because I know he had access to the scriptures there in the city of destruction, and that's where he finds about finds out about uh, his uh, finds out about his condition and the condition of a city. So I think uh, I think this role might even be a picture of the New Testament, this new law that's written upon his heart, the law of love. Uh, whereas this the antinomian teaching is that um, when a christian has grace there is zero law Uh, no there is no law at all and it's not that there's no law is there there is a new law a new law that we live by and that law is a law on which all the other laws are hung upon and that is a law of loving the lord of law of love which begins with loving god and then loving others With that, I think we're going to um, take a break. I found out that the ChristianPodcast.com is not working, so I'll get that fixed as well. Uh, You know, as much as I enjoy uh, using technology to try to help and encourage people, I'll tell you it's definitely not nearly as fulfilling as discussing spiritual topics with people in person and face to face. I believe that's something that God wants us to do and we should attempt to do so as much as possible. But uh, like I said, I try to use, if I'm going to use technology, I try to use it uh, when I can and where I can to to encourage others uh, in the way. But it has definitely got its, got its uh, hurdles to jump over. Well, anyways, guys, I I appreciate you listening. Um, I hope you all have a great day. Uh, Let's not uh, forget today, uh, as we saw here in the story, that there is going to be struggles that we have to go through, but uh, God God makes a way, and that might even be a song worth pulling up. God will make a way, and it may not seem to be the easiest way but his way is perfect and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways and if if we're if we are not in him and we are not abiding in him then we can choose the easier route choose another way besides the straight and narrow way and if we do that if we decide to do that let's take note let's not but get puffed up with pride and say, no, you know, I just, whatever, come up with some odd uh, argument to self-justify, but rather acknowledge the weakness, acknowledge the, the fault, and repent and believe and trust Him, because that is that is the way to life. Uh, that is the way to the city um that we were promised a better city uh, this place i love the fact it's called the pilgrims progress because we're not here we're not here for a long time we're only here for a little bit and it's all going to be over uh, and, and these these topics these ideas these um, truths are worth considering stopping and considering at least for a little while as we uh, begin our day again thank you all so much i hope you all have a great day God bless. We'll see you, Lord willing, in the morning. Bye-bye.